0: Reclaimers number 10 begins on a grand ballroom. The upper echelon of Infinity City mingle and talk in their formal wear until a voice cuts across the music via a microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me here at my re-election party. A middle-aged, round-bellied white man stands in front of a banner that proclaims, Congratulations, Mayor Richmond. Next to the mayor stands Don Capolini clapping along with the crowd.
1: Previously in the Reclaimers, the group went to battle with Johnny Eagle over his blast to Orion. A large amount of damage was done to the Malloy Brothers Auto Garage, and both Johnny and the group engaged with the media that came to investigate. Johnny was able to deflect by backing out to allow the Reclaimers to deal with the fallout. They regrouped at Casey's house, where tensions ran high. Orion's TikTok followers dropped, while Hatchling and the Raven got into a debate about how well the team did. After the team made up and left, Mr. Everett sat down with Casey and told them that maybe Being a hero wasn't for her. How will TechnoJack respond? Find out in Reclaimers number 10, Mr. Krugs.
0: gentlemen boys and girls everyone in between or irrespective of that binary welcome back to infinity city you can call me elliot because that's my name i use he him pronouns and i will be your gm as we continue this campaign joining me today as always are
2: hello i'm jv hampton van sant my pronouns are they, she, I am playing Jackie Cuervo does, aka The Raven, and her pronouns are also they and she. And you can find me on Twitter, at RedBlackGolden.
1: Hello, my name is Nika, I use they, he pronouns, and here I am playing Casey, who uses they, she pronouns, and you can find me online at GomisArch at most places.
3: My name is Aram. My pronouns are he, him. I play Orion from the Newborn Playbook. And you can
4: find me online at Twitter at Aram Hello, my name is Jordan Nguyen. My pronouns are they, she, and I play Nico Trenzao, a.k.a. The Hatchling, whose legacy using she, they pronouns. You can heckle me on Twitter at TotalFishTweet.
0: Reclaimers number 10 begins with this shot of a grand ballroom in a large, lavish mansion. And we cut over to see one of the guests at this party,
1: a guest by the name of Casey Everett. Casey is wearing a suit and they are a bit nervous about this, obviously, because they're trying to find Don Capellini, but also there are, they are reassuring themselves, like you got this, you just Go in there and find this man and give him the money and get the fuck out. So at that point, we cut back in
0: time a couple of days to Casey meeting with my Hawk. Robin Hawk in her apartment, going over the schematics for the guard robots. As the two of them are sitting on the floor of Robin's living room, with a laptop in front of them, Robin, like, I think we see Robin close out of whatever
1: program you all were going through. As Robin closes the program, Casey takes a deep breath and puts a smile on their face and is, okay, what do you plan on doing with these blueprints now that we've got, we've figured out what they're all about? Do you have plans for them?
0: Nico ran out before we got that far, honestly. And she hasn't really been answering her phone all that much. So we haven't talked about it much, but I figured we'd hang on to them, make sure they don't fall into the wrong hands or anything.
1: Yeah. About that. Okay. So these are first of, first of these are you and Nico's blueprints. So you guys can figure out what to do with them but also I have a I have an idea and maybe a need for them okay my dad is in trouble because he was he was let's just say he was stupid and got indebted to the wrong people so now he owes a ton of money to to the capolines And I want to help him get that money. And these blueprints could, they could be worth a lot of money. But I absolutely agree. I do not want them to get into the wrong hands. And also, like I said earlier, they are yours. So you can decide what to do with them, but
0: yeah. (laughs) Tell you what, I think I know somebody that may be able to help you out. I've got a, not really a partner. We're not like a team like you and the rest of the reclaimers, but we do work together every so often kid by the name of spider bite. I'll give you their number and they may have some interest in this. If you want to help your dad out. Thanks. And as she is handing the USB over to Casey, we cut back to the present at this re-election party. As Mayor Richmond is standing next to Don Cappellini giving his acceptance speech, the large screen behind him flickers, and we see a new video pop up on it as a teenager in a black bodysuit with a matrix style binary code in the form of a spider web on it. And they, in the video, hold up the USB that we just saw Robin hand over to Casey and say, well, if you all are watching this. First off, congratulations, Mayor Richmond. but you only won this election because of this information right your Your opponent, Mr. Finnegan, was going to lock the city down with robots and Well, Finnegan, let me just say, assuming you're there, and our panel cuts to Isaiah Finnegan looking equal parts concerned and disappointed. As he stands next to his wife and child, before cutting back to the video of Spiderbite, who says, The city, yeah, we've got some problems, but we're not a place where RoboCops are going to lock everybody down and run rampant and turn it into some sort of fascistic police state it's not really our infinity city style and then spider bite cracks the usb in front of the camera that they were recording with and throws the two pieces out into the infinity city Bay. and they say but that's not to say that we're gonna let the capellinis keep running the city but i'll deal with that tomorrow Congratulations again, Mayor Richmond. Looking forward to four more years of the same old shit. And then the video cut out, And we cut over to find Nico. So her original
4: plan was to see if she can be part of the service staff. But with the horns on her head, it's a bit of an unfortunate giveaway. So I think right now she is just resting in... A vent that she managed to crawl into after her first heist. It's been an easy inspiration for infiltration of just knowing, okay, I can climb. I can't really fly, but I can get around to high places pretty easily. Let's just work from there. So she found ways to just slither through some vents and she's just like watching from a little spot in the ceiling in the corner where she's just watching all this happen. A bit concerned and confused, and then recognizes the USB that was just cracked. Is it going to go put a pin in that? A few days previously,
0: as Nico is coming in one night from who knows what, as she walks by Obliterx's bedroom, the door is open, and she calls out to her kid and just says, "Nico, can you come in here for a minute?"
4: Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. And then she comes on over. It looks like she's just dressed down for now, just in cozy, comfy PJs.
0: The room that Nico steps into is dark, aside from the light of the TV at the end of the bed. And Obliterack's pats the open spot on the bed and says, Sit down. It's, we need to talk about some stuff.
4: Yes, Mother, I can do that. And then she sits down at the spot.
0: The television is playing a clip on the news that is quickly cutting between exploits of the Reclaimers. Specifically, the fight between you all and Johnny Eagle at the garage. And Nico's mom looks over at her and just says, you want to give me your side of that? Eagle's an asshole.
4: <laughs> we were... Okay, let, okay, I can give more of the side. There was... We had a friend whose father was in some deep water with some really bad guy there. I don't know if I should be saying all this, but there was a really bad guy out there, and he was going to be really hurtful or could be, because he owed a lot of money, and we wanted to Save everybody in there. And then, of course, Johnny comes in and we don't get to finish the job. We don't get to put away the bad guy or beat him or save anybody. It's just Johnny comes in and he attacks us when we want to protect anybody else. He gets in our way. He's insulting. He's, and he's Mr. Perfect. So, I don't know. This is not making any sense. Of it. Look, the main thing is that he's, we have a way that we want to do things and he's really getting into the way and we don't really get to do what we
0: want to do, how we want to do it. You know that being a hero isn't about getting your way, right? Yeah, we, we've got history with the Eagles. His uncle and I did honestly untold collateral damage to the city and our dozens of battles across the years, but we came to a truce and if you want people to see you as the heroine or the hero that I know that you are, and I know that you can be, You have to maintain that truce, Nico. Whether you get along with Johnny or not is irrelevant. You have to, I didn't set you up in a great position to be viewed as a hero. I gave you a hell of a handicap and.
4: I don't believe that. you. I don't know, most people... I get to be known. Most people don't get that chance, period. And I can fix it from there like you did, so it works out.
0: If you're going to fix things, then you need to work on fixing them. Being a hero is a lot like being a villain. It's just all in the eyes of... The people the people that think you're doing the right thing will call you a hero, and the people that disagree with you will say you're a villain. And I just, you need to be smarter about picking your battles, all right? And then as Nika was leaving their mom's room, outside of the bedroom and just down the hall, they see their little brother. Tommy
4: Jr. is a large lad. Despite just being a slightly younger teenager, he is huge, like very big. They are almost like the same age, but he is six foot eight by this point. And you can tell that he takes on a lot of those titanic qualities, like the scales, the horns, the fire breath, the claws. But he doesn't really shift up and down that much in size. He just has a default powerful hulking form. And the what kind of contrast the rest of them, Nico does while she wears things that can be tough with a little bit of color to make it at least a, like 2% cuter. He is usually just off to the side with, Glasses and like some kind of nerdy gamer shirt or like a jacket or hoodie. It's very casual and honestly relatively cheap, just because he knows that he's gonna go through them a lot, because he's constantly just growing and needing to buy new stuff.
0: We see him look at Nico as they walk out of their mom's room, and he just has a smirk on his face and says, "She doesn't know what she's talking about, dude." You kicked johnny eagle's ass i know right like (laughs) you put that dick in his place yeah (sighs) you should have
4: punched him again how did it feel it was amazing a little guilty but amazing oh my god so don't tell anybody for this but there was actually a hidden fight that we also had that like outside of the one on the news we that was actually the second time we fought what yeah, it was crazy. Like, we were over inside, so I'm not going to tell you the exact details of it because it gets, it It might bite me later, but there was like an underground fight that we got into before and I totally kicked his ass before and that's why
0: he totally hates me now. Okay, I'm not going to press further on that on one condition. Yeah. Next time
4: you need help, call me in, okay? I mean, if, if you're around and local, then sure.
0: Dude, I'm always local. Mom won't let me do, go do any of the cool shit. I just... Do you think I'm doing
4: this cool shit because mom let me? No, just grab, I don't know, find some friends who can do some good cool things. You can do it.
0: Okay, just next time you're in a scraper or whatever, I just, I want to team up with you all. Hell yeah, we can totally do that
4: sometime,
1: okay? Sweet. Back at the party.
0: As she slithers through the vents above Don Capellini, she sees one of the waitstaff walk up to him, offer him a glass that is very low on liquid, and lean up to whisper something in his ear. And I don't know if she can hear it, but we get the close up panel of him whispering in Don Capellini's ear, and the guy says, The interloper has been apprehended. He's in the kitchen, if you'd like to have some words. And Don Capolini steps away from the mayor and starts walking off towards the kitchen.
4: It wasn't enough for her to hear, but she is curious, so she's going to try to mentally navigate around to see if she can picture where the kitchen's supposed to be. It's... A bit of a long way around. It's not the most direct path from the vents, but it's subtle
0: enough. We cut into the kitchen. And as the double doors of the kitchen open up and Don Capolini walks in, we see somebody that is definitely not Orion. Mr. Drugs is not
3: Orion. Orion is like 5'8", a good day. And mr drugs is all is just about six feet tall because Mr. Drugs has lifts in his shoes that he wears these like big brown gator skin shoes that he wears underneath his olive double breasted suit and hockey mask, so he's like leaning on the counter with one hand he's got like a gold ring on every finger and a big, huge fake Rolex. And he's got a coin in the other hand that he keeps flipping and catching. And flipping and catching. And he talks about himself in the third person constantly. Mr. Drugs don't have time to be waiting
0: around. The door swings shut behind Don Cappellini as he looks at Mr. Drugs and says, You've been... Causing some trouble for me. Drugs.
3: What's your
0: game here?
3: Listen, Don. I'm in the same game we're all in. Money. And he says it, like when he says money, he takes out his coin and he like, he, he pinches it between two fingers and bends it just to kind of show how, how strong he is, and then drops it on the counter in front of him. And he turns with his arms wide. I just want what's owed to me, Don. I want my piece of the pie. I'm sure there's enough to go around.
0: I do believe this is more of a cake event than pie, but you're free to help yourself to whatever's in the fridge. If you think that's a suitable last meal for you. And I would just stretch. I like cake. I'd walk over to the fridge and take a look. As Mr. Drugs is looking inside of the fridge, Don Campolini makes a motion with his head to the waiter, who pulls out a gun and is pointing it directly at Mr. Drugs' back. So as I open the door, I'm just going to rip
3: it clear off the fridge and flip around with it as a shield.
0: I think that's something Mr. Drugs can just do. And as the bullets ricochet off of the refrigerator door, we cut outside of the Richmond estate to a very tired looking Jacqueline. So Jackie looks tired, but also
2: it's hard to tell fully that she looks tired because the dark circles are obscured by just full raccoon black eyeshadow, just like very mid-2000s black eyeshadow. Her hair is pulled up into a bun, and she is wearing... Just a regular old cocktail dress, a more tight-fitting one than is probably usually a comfortable thing. She's trying to look older than she normally does, and she's wearing glasses, which she doesn't frequently do. They are large and they are circular. She still manages to, even though this outfit is quite the thing, she still looks like an absolute nerd. Like, just a full... Like, you told the nerdy girl to go and look extremely pretty at a thing, and she still has the glasses on. Anyway, that's that's what she looks like. She is approaching just the regular old entrance to the party and looking in the handbag, making sure she doesn't need an invitation, or that if she does, she can fake it really
0: quickly. As she looks inside of the bag... We cut back in time
2: for these panels. One of the, the first one is just day <laughs> days one and two, and it is purely just an image of Jackie, like very sloppily, just laid out in the bed, just like one leg up with a shoe on, kind of a vibe, like just fell into bed, still mostly clothed, just passed out asleep in bed and for day three she has gotten up and gone to the library and has started doing just a little bit more research on just whatever seems to be relevant but specifically at a certain point she's drawn to looking at at mythology and looking at specifically various goddesses and things some of whom may
0: be crow related as jackie gets more and more desperate in her search. We follow her into her sanctuary. And as she climbs those steps and opens the door to the sanctuary, Jackie sees that there's already somebody in here looking through one of the bookshelves. From what Jackie can tell, they appear to be about her height They are a white person with long brown hair that's tied back in a tight ponytail wearing a white robe that looks very similar to the one that Jackie saw the member of the Phantasmal Force on the beach wearing.
2: Jackie is going to freeze and just pause for a second and then straighten up ever so slightly and take in a deep breath and say, Hey,
0: hi. Oh, hi. Are you sorry? Before we get too far into this, need to know how to address you. Are you the Raven? Are you Jackie? Are you the snake? Which one are you? I, my, well, you're mother... not the snake. You haven't tried to kill me yet. So Jackie, the Raven, one of those two. Jackie will do. And if you could keep your voice down a little bit, that would be lovely. Oh, this place is protected. That's uh, a good point. Jackie will do. Are you? I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask you to be a little bit more specific. Are you Jackie or are you the Raven? I'm Jackie? What? I'm confused. Okay, so you're not the Raven. That's <sighs> disappointing, well, I... but okay, we can work with it. I am the Raven as well. Oh, okay. Thank all of the gods. Okay, first off, I love your work as the all-knowing and omnipotent ruler of the known cosmos. Big fan. Yeah! Thank you! Wait, you're not... And she walks very quickly over to Jackie, grabs her wrist and looks at it, like flipping it upside down to look at the part of the wrist with the veins, and Oh. Says, Oh, no, okay, you're not that one. Wrong timeline, sorry. That one's got a little mole right there. So, you're just... Okay, you're not that, Raven. Sorry, I guess I should just ask... Tell me your story? She (laughs) snaps her fingers, and a winged back chair appears behind her. She sits down in it and, like, crosses her legs. I was born in...
2: Sorry... Is there a specific part of the story that you're interested
0: in or? Okay. I guess I should introduce myself first. I, um, I don't have a non-rude way to say this. Your brain can't really comprehend my actual name. You can call me Kylie. That's a cute name. I like that name. Kylie or Frankl. And oh. as she says that her eyes shift. And instead of being standard human eyes, her eyes look like if you look through a kaleidoscope, Oh. and she says, I'm part of the phantasmal force. We oversee all of the, okay. How much do you know about string theory? Okay, so I'm seeing a bit of a blank look in your face. I'll see if there's a better way I can describe this. Okay, so imagine, have you ever built a house of cards? Yeah, I've tried like once, I think. Okay, are you familiar? Okay, how far do we need to break this down? You know what cards are, right? Yeah, yes, I do. I'm not a complete
2: idiot, but I will admit that I've never studied metaphysics
0: i'm sorry i didn't mean to call you an idiot but okay i've been through a lot so sometimes i don't know like what wavelength i'm on and what wavelength everybody else is on and where we are like in the grand scheme of things and like modern history okay imagine if you take like a whole bunch of cards and you make a really big like house of cards each of those cards is a choice that you've made. Oh. And every time you make a choice in your life. There's a new section added onto the house of cards. And then imagine if somebody threw a bowling ball at that house of cards. That's what happens if people come through the gate when they're not supposed to. And that's what I've proven. Well, that's certainly not cute.
2: Okay. Okay. That's. That sounds like a nifty job. Real interesting job. How are the benefits? We don't get dental. Oh, that sucks. Such as life. That's
0: a joke, just to clarify. I know. (laughs) I know. I, I can do magic. I don't need dental. I can just... And she snaps her fingers and her teeth grow into, like, huge fangs. And then she snaps her fingers again and her teeth go back to normal and she just goes, eh, see?
2: At is a horrifying party trick, but I love it. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. So, cool. You know what? I'm, this is actually really cool that we've run into each other. This is super awesome that we've run into each other. I was just actually trying to do a bit of a search to try to figure out
0: More about, more about the Raven. Okay. So you are the Raven. You don't know about the Raven. Is Casey alive? Casey's
2: absolutely alive. I'm sorry. What to be clear. Casey is one of my best friends. What do you mean? Is Casey alive? (laughs) I mean, it's threatening.
1: Let's say it's
0: a binary. It's not really a binary. Like you can be alive. You can be dead. You can be undead. There's ghosts anyway. Oh, I just. I wanted to make sure to get, like I said, parameters. I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. There's a lot of dimensions out there. And I want to make sure that you are in one where you can win. That's fun. Like I said, that's my job. Not just mine. There's a whole lot of us that have been like watching you and making sure everything goes all right, because if the snake comes through the gate,
2: that's bad. So, this, snake, then. Okay. That's, I guess that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Because, like, I had this moment where, I don't know, we were in, like, a fight, and we were in a fight, things got a little wild, may have gone a bit far, and I, like, heard something about the age of animals, and... I don't know what that meant, but I figured the best place to start would be to look up the animal that I am, slash something to that effect. I don't know, but that I figured was a great reason for me to start to do a little bit of research, hence the library.
0: Okay, so... We've got a lot to talk about. No offense, you've been moving real slow with this whole raven snake thing. You don't know a lot about it yet, do you? No, it's been about, like, maximum, like, two, three months. She snaps her fingers again, and another chair appears behind Jackie. Mm. And she sits back down in the chair she first made up here. And she says, all right. Ask me anything you want to know. And if I'm not bound by the laws of physics or time to not tell you, I'll let you know.
2: Fabulous. One more request before we do this. Can you conjure up some
0: tea real quick? Uh, green tea? What's your kind of... Which timeline are we in? You like different tea in different timelines?
2: Oh, that is fabulous. And we are going
0: to put a pin in that. Let's go green. (laughs) Okay, so... Not the Earl Grey one. Okay. And she snaps her fingers, and a dainty little pink flowery teapot set appears on the table. And she just starts pouring tea for the two of you. Okay. So I guess the first
2: thing I want to know is what is the age of animals in reference to?
1: And back in the present
0: as jackie enters into the richmond residence the crowd starts panicking as gunshots come from the kitchen i want to cut to casey as they see the newly reelected mayor richmond running to flee A lot of like rich and famous people running to flee Isaiah Finnegan and his wife are running past them. What's Casey doing? And they would have seen Don Campolini make his way towards the kitchen.
1: It's not the safest decision, but I think Casey is a bit at like a one track mind mindset here. So she just wants to get this money to Don capellini and get this over with also if there are gunshots in the kitchen maybe there's something she can do about it so i guess she's just going to sigh and try to make their way through the waves of running people and get into the kitchen she would notice as they push their way
0: through the crowd that all of the wait staff are making their way off towards the kitchen as well. And Jackie would also be able to see this
1: as it's going down. Time to try and merge with the wave of waitstaff.
2: During the chaos, Jackie is going to get nearer to the door, but not push past everybody in a very obvious way to try to get to the kitchen.
0: As Jackie and Casey are trying to make their way to the kitchen, Casey is pushed back towards the main hall area by a couple of the wait staff. And they would notice that all of this wait staff has the calligraphy C tattoo behind their ear that denotes them as members of the Capolini family. And Casey is essentially surrounded by them, as we cut up to Nico in the Irvin, looking down at a man in a double-breasted suit and hockey mask using a refrigerator door to block bullets.
4: They're going to go take off the vent and just, as an opening, just swing it over at Don Caffolini and then just try to... She feels if she transforms right now into a dragon and anybody sees her, it will so obviously be her. <laughs> What's going to happen is that there is a small like fiddler cap, just something enough to like, cover horns, and then from there, sunglasses, and then like mask to cover face, just enough to stay relatively hidden. There's still going to be a leather jacket and a black tank underneath, and then leather pants, like. It's not the most subtle. It just looks like biker mugger in this case. We get a
0: couple of panels as they throw this air vent cover at Don Capolini. He ducks underneath it, and that gives Nico enough time to rush up on him. The two of them engage in hand to hand combat, being fairly evenly matched until such a point that. He turns Nico around and presses her, like, back up against a wall with his hand on his throat. But she can see that look in his eyes that he worked way harder at this than he expected to have to. He says, Oh, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you?
4: Just a person passing by who doesn't like you. Maybe I'm even a friend of Mr. Drugs.
0: Yeah, join the club, and he pulls out his switchblade. Mr. Drugs says it's
3: time for a come down, and he throws the door at the guy shooting at him.
0: Mr. Drugs throws this door, and it hits this nameless goon in the knees. He goes down and goes down hard, and the gun slides across the smooth tile floor of the kitchen. To the feet of Don
1: Capolini and Nico. As Casey realizes they are surrounded by Capolinis, they're just going to hold their hands up and be like, hey, okay. hey, I just I have some money to give to Don Capolini. I don't want any trouble. I just want to find him and give him some money and get the fuck out of here. Now let's all be reasonable so nobody gets hurt, me or you. Two of them
0: grab Casey by the shoulders and start to walk them towards the kitchen.
1: Thank you, boys. Jackie is
2: going to, providing there is a large ficus nearby, hide behind said large uh, ficus slash houseplant, whatever. One of those big ones with the big leaves, I think is exactly the kind in particular that she would be hiding behind. And she's going to hide behind that and also, slowly but surely,
0: inch it over. As this large potted plant inches its way across the floor, Jackie feels it stop all of a sudden. And there is a wingtip shoe that is pressed against the pot to stop it from moving any further. And a gun just presses through the leaves into Jackie's face. There is a gun at Nigo's feet. But before you get a chance to do anything with that, two Capolini guards bring Casey in. What you doing there, bud? <laughs> you do have Don Cappellini's hand at your throat, and his right hand holds his signature switchblade.
4: She's going to assume that he hasn't caught on to who exactly Nico is right now. So I think in a bit of a surprise attack, going to go summon the tail out, just like swipe away at the knife hand and then pull claws out to see if she can turn around the hand that's currently got around the throat and almost crunch the talons into the hand that's trying to threaten her. For the hand that's on the throat, she's going to go put a both her left hand onto his wrist and then talons just come out uh just almost like you would imagine a cat's claws would just suddenly burst out and just crunch around his hand and then if there's any reaction from that uh she'll also do a tail swipe that just bursts within flames just around her back and use it to swipe away at the knife hand and if that makes him lose any balance she's gonna go shoulder check him
0: as her claws take into his hand he drops the knife almost immediately as he cries out in pain and she shoulder checks him down to the ground. He hits the ground hard and looks up at her and says, Oh, you're that. a oh, bitch. And the two thugs that have Casey by the shoulders, draw their guns and point them at Nico. Who is standing above the downed Don capellini I would say that Mr. Drugs, if he
3: sees his like any of his teammates, he's gonna cause a scene until he sees one of his teammates and then he's he's gonna try to make a very quick exit. At least he's gonna get out of people's line of view, rip off the suit, and then show back up. So he just threw the door and he was getting ready to fight. He got his arms off, but his Mr. Drugs never runs from anything. And then he sees His teammate, he's oh shit, and then just turns and runs straight out the back door.
1: As the people, like those guys around Casey, are pulling out their guns and clearly, like, taking their attention away from Casey, Casey, like, we see some small flickers of sparks on their hands, and for a second, Casey is clearly thinking about it. Hold on, should I, should I, like, expose myself? like this but then they're just like yeah i don't want anybody to shoot my friends and they're just going to release bolts of lightning from both of their hands at these guys as casey shoots
0: lightning at these two guys they drop their guns the guns don't go off because comic book logic mm-hmm. but it is enough of a distraction that don capellini is able to stand up And he puts his hands up and just says, All right, just everybody calm the fuck down. What the fuck is going on here? I think you've threatened some
4: people with your influence and your money. And I guess you can imagine some people are not very happy about that.
1: Speaking of money, here's some more. I think they just pull out loose like, Really big dollar bills, not like one dollar bills, like a big amount of money in one bill from their like breast pocket and just throw the money at Don Capolini like pocket sand.
0: The stacks of bills hit Don Capolini and just fall to the ground as he looks at Casey and says, what the fuck is that for?
1: For my dad. No, leave him alone. Who the fuck is your dad? It's for Ralph Everett.
0: Don Campolini looks between Nico and Casey very confused and just says, So is this all you two came in here and busted up this party for was to throw money at me like I'm some kinda cheap escort? I'll be honest,
4: throwing money at you is not part of my plan.
1: It was only a part of my plan.
4: What are you doing here?
1: Why don't you two
0: little kids just go off and play with your Barbie dolls? I'll take my money and be on the way and we can all go back to how things are supposed to be. So are you going to get your hands off? You're going to back off? Back off of what? Everett's here? The debt? Yeah, sure. I really don't give a fuck about... What was his name? Ralph?
4: It Looks over at Casey, just to be sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, Casey just <Ralph>. nods. <laughs> oh it was a statement, and you
0: all did plenty of damage yourselves going in and destroying the garage and all that fun stuff. We made our statement. Nobody's fucking with the Capolinis again anytime soon. Orion has taken
3: off the suit, shoved it into a bag, shoved the bag into a garbage chute, and he's got to go back and get that bag later because it's the only suit he's got. He's got to be Mr. Drugs again. So he rips all that off, you know, checks himself in the reflection of a window, and then bursts into the kitchen. Hey, I heard some noise from the street that sounded like trouble, and puts his hands on his hips.
0: There's a panel of everybody in this kitchen just turning to stare at Orion. I'm jumping up and screaming,
2: Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. just, it, I heard sounds and I got freaked out. I'm a librarian and I'm, I'm just a librarian.
0: Jackie feels a hand grab them by the elbow. Oh and pull them out from behind the ficus. And with the gun in your face, the guy says, Now, what the fuck would a librarian be doing at a party like this? Uh. And Jackie feels rage boil up inside of their body. Oh, boy. And here's the snake inside of their head just say, Kill them, take care of the
2: problem." Oh no, I wish you had just simply saved me when I said I was a librarian. It would have been much, much easier and much nicer for all of you. But had to go and choose the wrong thing. That kind of sucks, but here we are. And I feel like Jackie's going to... In the act of transforming, do a fair bit of some unleashing of energy. She's going to transform into the raven.
0: As Jackie transforms and this energy knocks over the guy that was holding their elbow. He like moves back on his like crab crawling almost okay. with his hands and feet going backwards away from her. But, Jackie, you feel stuck into your back. The feeling of a taser? As Jackie's spine and limbs stiffen from being electrocuted, we cut inside of the kitchen. The group hears Jackie scream from out in the ballroom area. If Ryan Heard hears that he'll
3: launch himself into the next room. So he just stepped into the room, and he's all, like, "Hey guys, I just was passing by." And all of a sudden, there's a scream, and his head just snaps, and he takes a running leap over the central counter and uses that to propel himself into the wall.
4: I think real quick, Nico like eyes Orion, who's like arrived in, is like a, seeing that Mr. Drugs is not here and Orion has taken his place, and recognizing the same scream i think nico wants to put her trust into Orion's abilities and she's going to use her tail and her raw force to see if she can clear the way to give him like a clean opening towards the wall so he takes this running leap off of this middle counter
3: and the tail just cracks into the wall right before him so he's able just to burst through it with ease takes a rolling spin into the next room, and he just starts hurling things. Bricks, punches, he pulls his rope out, snaps it around, and he just takes him out. He grabs one guy with the rope and then whips him into two other guys, and within just a couple seconds, there's just a pile of Capalini goons and a smiling Orion.
2: I think she's in a massive amount of pain, and I don't know that she's noticed fully, other than to say...
3: Thanks. Thank you. Orion's all, yeah, I did it. He's like, oh shit, you're in pain. And then he immediately gets down and says, hey, you okay? It's been a
4: long... Oh, God.
3: Orion just scoops up the raven, just puts hands under him, picks him right up, and turns and runs back into the kitchen.
1: Casey just mostly feels like she wants to be done with the whole thing with her dad and Don Capolini, so she's just going to let him go.
4: I think for Nico, she is going to take some steps and point over at him. Hey, you took my friend's dad, and then you got my friend's money. If you do anything else, I'm going to get
0: you next. Are we clear? He smirks and says, you all stay out of my way. I'll stay out of yours. I might get in your way again. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it.
4: Go luck out that kid. And then, just with a big old grimace, she's gonna walk back to check on the unexpected team. <laughs>
3: yeah, as Orion comes bursting through the door with the raven in his arms.
4: Is is she- I don't
3: know. I don't know. I don't think she's well. I think she got hurt. I don't know. I'm not a doctor.
4: I'm not a doctor? I'm not a doctor. Okay, we need- If we get a fifth member, that fifth member should be a healer or a doctor or something. Okay, look, yeah. I'm going to boil some water and get towels.
1: I think somebody, like, tasered her or something. You can tell? Yeah. <laughs> it's something that's been happening all around me for several years now.
4: Okay, let's go take care of her. As we'll do like a small montage because i don't know what you're supposed to actually do well orion has put a giant pot the pot
3: that they use to make 20 gallons of pasta at a time mm-hmm. on a burner and is just collecting every towel or rag he can find he's watched one movie where there was a medical emergency and it was a pregnancy and he just assumes that that's how you react to
4: every medical emergency Meanwhile, in Nico's head, like, seeing, like, the large pot be brought over here, she just thinks, like, the cooking shows and, yep, put the water to a boil and make it as salty as the sea.
1: You're probably going to be fine on your own, but you should get checked by a doctor just in case when you get electrocuted.
0: We cut to the inside of the Reclaimer's space as the four of the Reclaimers in question have at least in some capacity, accomplished their goals. So Orion is laying on one of the love
3: seats with his feet up on the edge, and he's got a little plastic bag in his hands, and it's filled with the bright yellow fake cocaine that Mr. Mm -hmm. Drugs would sell, and he's got his finger dipped in it, and he's licking it, and he's no, I don't know anything about that. Well, or who that is, or if that's a person, or, or the fact that they are apparently really cool, and but bad. Cool, but bad. Yeah. And hot. But yeah, uh, I don't know anything I, about
4: them. I agree with all that. But if yeah. you see Mr. Like. <laughs> you got a big influence. So if you hear from or see Mr. Drugs, tell you oh, you, yeah. He really, uh, you know he really what? held his own and helped me out.
3: So. I'll make a TikTok right? I look at TikTok where I ask people, have you seen Mr. <laughs> Drugs, this guy that like is so mysterious and cool? I'm on it.
4: Um, if you can give him the shout out, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. Nice out of character question. Does Nico know about Orion being Mr. Drugs, or I think she one thousand percent does. <laughs> so, um, but I think
4: in her head, she wants to do that encouraging mom thing of No, you pet yourself on the back. Let's go get snacks. And that is the mindset she wants to approach this. You,
3: you literally bumped into me coming out of a dry cleaners with the double-breasted suit in a clear plastic bag. We had a whole conversation. You never mentioned it. But it was clear as day.
1: I think Casey is ordering everybody some celebratory pizza.
2: (laughs) Jackie. Excellent. Is. (laughs) Jackie is in a full body
1: cast for no reason. So this is your first time getting electrocuted. I was going to say you'll get used to it, but also I don't want you to get used to it because I don't want to accidentally zap you guys, so... Our types are weak against thunder. That's true. That's true. It's a super effective move.
2: <laughs> Flying types are weak against thunder. I
1: didn't like it. So we must also protect you from ice attacks and just motherfucking rocks. Yeah. Yeah. I hope no one throws a rock
2: at me. I don't want to break another limb. Everybody, it is very clear. No limbs have been broken. Jackie is just being extremely (laughs)
0: dramatic. Jackie hears inside of her head. Suck it up. When When I come to end your world, world, I want to face you.